and then went to see Chris. This is just how God answers prayers at the prison, and you have to check in. You stand there for like an hour checking in, and then you get there, and you give them a piece of paper, and then they get them and check them in and all that. And so I'm standing there. Chris said they have a new chaplain that's been there like a month or two, and Chris works in the library, the um, chapel library. And so uh, the man was standing there, and he said, who are you going to see? And I, I said, my son, Chris Wheeler. And he went on for 10 minutes about what a special, hardworking blessing that Chris was. I mean, he just went on and on of how real he is. And there's a lot of them there that pretend to be real that aren't. But I thought, you know, of how hard he worked. And all I could think of was how him and Curly used to get into the shop because he, he was like, you know, didn't work well for years, you know, probably ever. But anyway, and just how God just totally, it's, I told Chris, I said, money can't buy that. I mean, everything that man said about Chris was just what God has done for him. And then another thing that God did was, um, there's a, um, you get your picture taken, you stand up against the wall for $2, get your picture taken. And the guy, one of the inmates takes pictures and he's just, we just cut up with him and stuff. You know, he's just, he's a young man, but I asked Chris, I said, does he ever have visitors? And he said, no. His parents have died. And he doesn't get out till like 2034. But um, he just is just really sweet. And all I asked Chris, I said, well, you know, he never has anybody come see him. So um, I asked Chris if I could hug him. And, you know, you're not supposed to hug anybody, of course. But he came over to bring our picture. And I got to hug him. And he just looked like he was going to cry. Because it's probably been years since he had a hug. So I just told Chris to tell him we'll just adopt him. But that was such a blessing to be able to hug him. And then I get, before I, well, yeah, when I got home, then one of the angel tree, which I'll testify later, I've written it all down. Um, When the angel tree ladies, um, we got to give her a Thanksgiving basket. And then someone graciously gave her a gas card, which God had just laid on my heart that she needed in her grandson got two presents and that was all he was getting and she called me she had to wait to go use her neighbor's phone when her neighbor's company left and just called and told me that she had the best Christmas she's ever had because of this church because of the Lord y'all using y'all I mean she just went on and on of just the best Christmas she's ever had and she has two daughters in prison so I just I had to praise God I mean I just God is good that's so good thank you Janice Wow. Thank you so much. You know, and to understand the heartache that you all went through, but see what God's doing through the heartache is, is, is an amazing thing. And, um, and we, just, we just rejoice in that. And thank God as a, as a church. We, we talked about that in the deacons meeting tonight, you know. And, and matter of fact, Brother Tommy Hunter brought our devotion about, about the importance of giving to others and benevolence. And we, 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 we even talked about it afterwards that, the folks, that's what as individuals as well as the church, we want to be givers rather than takers. You know, we, we want to be the we want to be the ones that, that Christ uses um it's just to pass his blessings on the other and, and, and Janice, I know the Lord's used you in a special way there. We appreciate that. Thank you thank you so very much. You know, when you when you Hear the name. Let me throw a name at you. I want you to tell me what you think of when you hear this name. When you hear the name of Truett Cathy, what comes to your mind? 
Chick-fil-A, okay, is there, I hope there's a little bit more to Truett Cathy than just Chick-fil-A. What else do you think of? Integrity? Generous Christian man? Stood up for what he, what he believes? You know, he passed away this past year. You know, isn't that a great thing that once we pass on that, that if, if, if people mention our name, those are the types of things that you hear? He was a man of integrity. Yes, he, he was a man that started a, a, a huge billion-dollar firm. He was a man that um, was, was, was a Christian man, but not only just a Christian man, but stood up for what he believed, stood up without compromising his faith. I know that a couple of years ago when the big deal came about that uh, so much controversy that the media brought on about just because of what that they believed that the family was between one man and one woman, how the media went to persecute him. I know we, 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 we stayed in line for about an hour in Raleigh, uh, North Carolina, so we could get a, a Chick-fil-A sandwich. And it wasn't about the cha- sandwich. It was basically telling Truett Cathy and his company, we thank you for standing up for what you believe. We thank you for being a man without compromise. And the thing about it is, is even the people that, that worked for that company, my son-in-law worked for Chick-fil-A for years, turned down other opportunities at times because he so much liked working in the kitchen of Chick-fil-A because of the atmosphere. Later, he has moved on. But, but all he could ever talk about was praise for just how Chick-fil-A was handled within, within just a local business there. We have friends, uh, Brother Larry and Laura Finley. Their daughter works in the home office of Chick-fil-A in, in Atlanta, Georgia. And she's always testified of how godly of an atmosphere that the home office was. And I think that's amazing. And I think that's what tells me that, you know, I can live a godly life. I can live a life that God's called me to do without compromise, and I can still have success within that. But the problem is that so many Christians don't really believe that. So many Christians believe that, that you know, that I, I have, to, I have to, to barter my faith sometimes to, to get where I need to be. And we see that not only today, but you, you actually saw that in, in so much of Scripture. But that's what I want us to talk about tonight as we move into 2015, that, that God wants you to live a successful life, but, but, he, but he wants you to do it without compromise. Truett Cathy was, was a great example of that. And I think, you know, during our time and, um, that he is one of the greatest examples that, that, can, that, that can be done that way. I thank God, and I think that's what made the message of Billy Graham so powerful throughout the years, is that he was a man that, that, that didn't allow the fame and, and, and the scandals that attached to him. He just, he just walked with God without compromise, and his message that is so simple is still so powerful even in his latter years. And we can find those examples in Scripture, and I think there's no greater example than Daniel. And I want us to look tonight at how Daniel was a man that, that experienced great success, but he always did it without compromise. And I, I want it to challenge us as we move into this year 
that, folks, we are living in a times, again, this is something we talked about in, in our deacons meeting tonight, that we're living in a time that we're going to be forced. We're either going to stand up or we're going to compromise ourselves because the world is going to force us into some type of decision. And we all know what God wants. And so let's, let's just look at, at Daniel's life. I want to read two sections of Scripture, and then let's put that together and, and look at that and it's just an example of his life. Let's all stand together. We'll read Daniel, the first chapter. We'll start at verse 8, and I'm going to read down to verse 21. Then we're going to jump over to the sixth chapter. And the Word of God teaches us about Daniel, that Daniel had been taken into captivity. He was one of the brightest and the best, and... Um, young men of Israel when they were taken into captivity and, 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 and uh, the Babylonians. And so within that captivity, um, that, that he was being, he was being um, groomed to be one of the brightest and the best of Babylon. He was being brainwashed. He was being brought in to, 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 to be culturalized into their beliefs. But in verse 8, the Bible teaches us, but Daniel purposed in his heart, that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the the king who who hath appointed your meat and your drink, for why should he see your faces worse? Uh, worse liking than the children which have of your sort. Then shall you make me endanger my head to the king? Then said Daniel to Melchior, whom the prince of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. He said, Prove or test thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days. And let them give us pots to eat and water to drink. And then let our countenance be looked upon before thee and the countenance of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat. And as thou seest, deal with thy servants. So he consented to them in this matter and proved them ten days. And at the end of ten days, their countenance appeared fairer and fatter in the flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. Thus Melchior took away the portion of their meat and the wine that they should drink and gave them pulse. And these four children God gave them knowledge and skill and all learning and wisdom and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now at the end of the days that the king had, had said that he should bring them in, and the prince of the eunuchs brought them before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king commanded them, and among all was found, among them all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding, the king inquired of them, and he found them ten times better than all the, magic, all the magicians, the astrologers that were in all of his realm. And Daniel continued even into the first year of King Cyrus. That was when Daniel was a young man. Let's look now when he was an older man in chapter 6. And the Word of God teaches us, I'll read from verse 1. And it pleased Darius, as another king, another kingdom, it pleased Darius to set over all the kingdom a hundred and twenty princes which should be over the whole kingdom. And over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was the first, 
that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the, the presidents and the princes, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find no occasion nor fault for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said of these men, We shall not find any occasion against Daniel, except that we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to king, and, and thus said unto him, King Darius, live forever. And all the presidents of the kingdom and the governors and the princes and the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into a den of lions. No, O king, establish the decree and sign, sign the writing that it shall not be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. He made it, it was illegal to pray to any god except him. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened in the chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Wow. Let's pray. Now, fathers, we come, and God, as we, we, we look at this example of your man, Daniel, I just pray that, that Father, that, that, that we might use your word as a reflection upon our own soul. That, God, that what you desire of us, the people that you desire us to be, the walk that you desire us to walk. And so, God, I just pray tonight that, that Lord, as we enter into this year of 2015, that, God, that, that, that we, dear Father, can, can um, be people of, of, of without compromise, but yet people that you bless in a mighty way. And so, God, tonight, we just, we just take, ask you to take this word, apply it in our lives, and change us, O Lord, in Christ's name. Amen. You know, again, throughout the word of God and throughout history, you can find people that God used in an incredible, incredible way, but they were people without compromise. Sadly, you can see the other hand of that, where people who thought they were doing the work of God, but they compromised their faith. The question is, what type of people will we be? And I encourage you tonight that each of us dare to be like the guy that we just read about. Dare to be like the truant Cathy's of the world that was just saying, you know, in the word of God, I'm going to stand. As we look at this, how, how did this come about? Was it, did it come about just in a happenstance, or did it come about because of discipline within these men's lives? And I challenge you, I encourage you, that, that these men had discipline within their life. And so must we. You know, because when we look at this particular passage, what made Daniel the man that he was? The first of all, that we can find out that Daniel was a man of purpose. And in the first chapter, verse 8, in the very first statement, it says, and Daniel purposed within his heart. That when the king's delights were brought to him, 
that he had already made a decision. He had already set within his heart. And, and that word purpose, that's what it means. It means that, like to set a stone. It's like that, that Daniel had already, sometimes within his life, had set a, a landmark within his life that says, this is not going to be moved. This is who I am, and nothing's going to change it. And, and, and I submit to you that, that Daniel was just a teenager when this happened. But I'll also say to you that I guarantee you that, that this landmark, this purpose had already been set within Daniel's heart. Because young people, I can tell you, you don't make the decisions in the heat of the moment. If you hadn't made the decision then, you're going to make the wrong decision. But Daniel, at some time, had already purposed in his heart. He had already set that landmark, that, that, that stone within his heart that no matter what happens, I'm going to walk with God. I think there's something very interesting. You're talking about a young man that had been ripped away from his home. A man that had been taken away from his family. Something interesting to note that that, that many times it's not considered that, that the, peop, the people that was ruling over him, the man that was ruling over him was the prince of the eunuchs. And so therefore, that would make Daniel a eunuch. Which means that this young man, this teenager, not only had been taken away from home, but he had been emasculated. How terrible would that be? And so if anybody would have had an excuse that, that God that that obviously you don't care about me and, and um, look at all these bad things that's happened to me, that did not shake his foundation. Man, do I want to be like Daniel. Do I want to be someone that is such a man of purpose, that's such a person of purpose, no matter what comes my way, no matter what the world um, brings at me or whatever it seems that God allows to happen in my life, it's not going to shake my foundation. Daniel was a man of purpose that he would not defile himself with the king's meat. And wow, is that not what God desires of every one of us? A person that, that has come to the point that, 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 that sets that, sets that landmark within our life and so no matter how much the wind may blow I'm not changing my ground because folks the winds are going to blow the storms are going to come the situations are going to happen within our life and it's according of, of, of whether there's been a purpose that's been built within our own lives. But he had committed himself at some time that God is the God of my life. And what God says, that's what I'll do. Folks, that's what the world needs. You see, we live in a world, and again, people as people, that there's so many wishy-washy Christians. There's so many people that, that their position is, 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 is where the world is today or, or, or who they're hanging out with or whatever's going to suit them the best or, 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 or whatever may help them financially. 
You know, it's an amazing thing. You can even talk to people who call themselves Christians. It's amazing. It's amazing how they can excuse themselves for those things. that They have an excuse for all of it in the name of the Lord. But what God is looking for is people who will purpose themselves, that will, will set that rock, set that foundation within their heart and say, I'm not leaving or I'm not moving from this. You know, Jesus said very clearly what should be our purpose. And he said to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then Jesus says even there will be blessings because all these other things will be added unto you. What Christ says is what you need to seek is not the applause of men. You do not need to seek the success of men. You just need to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And if you take care of that business, then I'll take care of your business. And so Daniel, even in a, in a, in a situation where, where he had much to lose, he purposed in her heart. And that's what you and me have to ask ourselves as we move into 2015. Are we going to be a person of purpose? I'm going to grant you right now. Most of us are going to have something that occurs within our life this year that's going to shake your faith. I talked to someone not long ago, and they said, I'll be honest with you, my, life, my faith has been shaken this year person that would have never thought that. And so that's what life brings us. And it could be very much that God himself is doing the shaking because he wants to see if you've got a rock that's been set or whether you would just blow away. But that can only occur if we purpose within our heart, and that's what we all need to get along in our own prayer closet and have a time of saying, God, I'm going to drive my stake down. And God, I'm going to purpose within my heart that I'm going to follow you. See, not only was, was, was he a, a man of, of purpose, but, but Daniel was able to live that life without compromise also because he was a man of principle. See, the Bible says he purposed in his heart. And, and what did he purpose? He purposed in his heart to live by godly principles. He refused to compromise his convictions. He compromised, I mean, he, he purposed within his heart that I'm going to stand and I'm not going to, I'm not going to com compromise what I know is wrong. He did not, as a teenager, compromise his principles to eat of the king's meat because he believed that, first of all, that king's meat had probably been sacrificed to idols which is very important to him. And he did not defile himself with the king's wine because he did not want that to affect him. He simply had principles within this, although this was being offered to him, and all those, not only this has been offered, it was being required of him, and all, all, not only that, but within the minds of the people, that was the very best. It would have been very easy to compromise this principle because everyone else was doing it. It would have been very easy to compromise his principle, because that's what the king said to do. It had been very easy for him to compromise his principle because he said, well, look what God has done for me. Shouldn't I be able to enjoy myself a little bit? But regardless of all of these things, he had a principle that I'm not going to compromise of what food I should eat. 
And folks, this, this was not only in the life of Daniel as a teenager, but we find that throughout his life. There was, a, there was another time when Belshazzar, which was actually the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar, that, that had, a, had a dream and he couldn't understand the dream, I mean, uh, or was, that, that a, where a finger had written upon a, or, or had written upon a wall and, and no one could interpret that. And, and he says, whoever interprets that, I'm going to give them the best clothes. Matter of fact, I'm going to give them a third of my kingdom. And it was Daniel who interpreted it, but he says, King, I don't want your stuff. I mean, to be offered a third of the kingdom? That'd be kind of hard to turn down, wouldn't it? To be offered the finest clothes, the finest cars, the finest houses? It'd be kind of, it'd been very easy to justify within your mind, well, obviously God wanted me to have it. But Daniel, through his principles, says, King, I don't want that. You can have your stuff. And then we see in the passage, it's chapter 6, when, when King Darius was tricked into to signing this decree where no one could pray for 30 days to him, it would have been very easy for Daniel to compromise and say, well, it's just going to be 30 days. But the Bible says it was so clearly that with his windows open, it had been, it'd been real easy for Daniel to just shut the windows. Who's going to know? But he says, no, I've always prayed with my windows open. I'm going to pray with my windows open now. I'm not going to compromise my principle because... Prayer is important to me. Regardless of what the king says or what the decree says, that my responsibility is to God. Wow. What the world needs today is a person of principle. Now, you know, it may laugh at you just like it did. Boy, you know, the media just absolutely eat Truett Cathy and the Cathy family up two or three years ago. But I guarantee you there was a world that admired him. There's a world that appreciated him. I mean, you know, the, the haters are going to hate, and they're going to say all the stuff. But when it gets right down to the nitty-gritty, you know who they come running to and they need something? It's the people that has principles because they know they stand for something. And I'm telling you, there's a world that needs people like yourself that would be people of purpose and people of principle that's not going to compromise because when the wind blows and, the, and, and, the, and people's lives begin to shake, they begin to look for people that stand solid. That's how you can live a life without compromise is, 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 is to be that person of purpose but also be a person of principle to know what you believe and stand on that belief regardless of what it might cost you. Daniel did, but you and me can too. <laughs> Daniel was also a man of purity. I think this is so cool. That when this scheme had come, or people were trying to scheme against Daniel, his enemies couldn't even find anything against him. 
don't you think they look they, they looked under every rock? Don't you think they sent all the social networks out there looking for any trash on Daniel? Man, they had TMZ going and Facebook are going and Instagram and Twitter are going out there. If anything that y'all know against Daniel, let us know so we can trick him because we don't want this guy. He's got too much principle to be the, the, the over everything. They didn't, they didn't want a man of principle. But they couldn't find anything. Would that be good to say about you and me? I have to admit, there's probably some still things in my closet I wouldn't want to be shown. But Daniel is a man of purity. That he lived his life in such a way that even his enemies didn't have anything bad to say about him other than he was, he is a lover of his God. A man without, obviously, without compromise. Folks, that's what God wants us to do, whether it's in our business affairs, whether it's in our family affairs, whether it's in our personal affairs, to live our life in such a a, a walk of holiness than even our enemies could not find anything to smear against us. Wow other than we stood up for our principles and our God. And that's what God desires of every one of us. As a matter of fact, we, you find that in Scripture where Paul writes to, to young Timothy. And he writes these words in 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter, verse 12, when, 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 he, when, he, when he says to Timothy, I've written down my wrong text. I'm sorry. I've written down the wrong, my wrong text. But again, to be a man that's trustworthy, a man that is without any attack. Folks, that's what God wants for all. God says, be holy because I'm holy. That, that, that's not only from the standpoint that we're trying to earn righteousness, but we're trying to be a light and a testimony to those people that are around us. It's how much of an effect that that makes on people. Again, this is it's just funny as our, we, we talked about in deacons meeting, this very type of thing tonight. That, that, that we're to, to live our lives so that our light shines that even though people d- disagree with what we believe, they know that they know what we believe and they can appreciate at least we're steadfast within that. Timothy, I mean, or Daniel was a man of purity and that's what God's called you and me. Isn't, just, just think about the blessing that it would be to be able to walk your life through your life
and not worrying about people having to or opening up any closets in your life. Matter of fact, to walk your life in such a way that you can open your, your house and you say, you look in any closet in my house. You open in my wallet, you look in my wallet. You can look at my, any of my, my computer accounts. Just go ahead and look that you don't have to fear about them. Daniel was that type of guy. He was a guy without compromise. And folks, God honors and God blesses that type of people. See, he was a man of, 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 of purpose, or he was a, he was a um, man of purpose. He was a, a man of principle. He was a man of purity. And, and finally, we, 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 we know through this passage, he was a man of prayer. Daniel realized his need for the Lord. And it was his custom to three times a day just set aside his, his time to pray to his Father in heaven. To a point that the people realized that this was such a habit of Daniel. This is all, we have to concoct a scheme because we know that he'll fall into that. But Daniel was a man of prayer. As a matter of fact, we're going to be participating in what we call the Daniel fast. That Daniel fast comes from also in in Daniel, another part of Daniel's, um, in in, in the book of Daniel, where where Daniel was burdened because he had heard that there was having problems in building the, the, rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. And he was convicted about that, and so he was praying for his brothers and sisters back in in Jerusalem. And the Bible says he had committed 21 days. He had prayed for 21 days, and all he was eating was was, um, just the basics and foods. He was abstaining from from anything other than than, than water and the very basics of food. And and it's interesting that, that during that time that we find out much about spiritual warfare because... Finally, an angel of the Lord said that I was, I was fighting with the fence of Persia's whilst I hadn't already gotten here. But Daniel was the one that was standing in the gap. Daniel was the one that through his prayers that God was breaking these strongholds of spiritual warfare. But folks, that's what God wants you and me to do. God wants us to live our lives that, that, that we be such people of prayer that God will use us to break those strongholds of spiritual warfare that's even being fought in other people's lives out there. And folks, that's the people that God uses. That's people that can live their life without compromise because he had such a connection with God that he was not afraid of what the king would do to him or what the world would say about him, that he was so he was so in tune with God that, God, I'm going to come and I'm going to lay it on your table and do whatever you want to do. I think because he lived like Solomon says, he just feared God and kept his commandments because that's the whole duty of man. And that's what God is calling you and me to do. He's, he's calling us and he's challenging us. And I, I challenge myself and I challenge you, let's, let's dare to be like Daniel this year. Let's dare to, 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 to say, God, that that's who I want to be. I, I want to purpose in my heart as we begin this year that, that, that God, I'm going to stand for you, that I'm going to stand on your principles, 
that God, I'm going to live my life in such a way that, that, that God, I'm not going to have to be ashamed of things, that I'm going to live my life in a pure way, and God, I'm going to, I'm going to, to be a man or I'm going to be a woman of prayer this year. And you know what's so neat? That God showed favor on Daniel. This boy that has, was a refugee that was taken as a teenager made him the leader of all of over, all of Babylon, other than the king himself. But you know, the story is repeated. The story is repeated with Joseph. We see this throughout the scripture that God shows his favor on those that will live their life in an uncompromising way. And that's what God wants you to be. God, God wants you to be that when people mention your name, that when you think about Daniel, when you think about Joseph, when you think about Truett Canty, that people say, wow, that was a purpose, person of purpose, of principle, of purity, of prayer. That's a person whom God favored. And, and just how many people was that person able to bless? How many people did, did, Daniel, did God use Daniel to bless? For Joseph, God used Joseph to bless the whole nation. How many people has Truett Cathy blessed over the year because God showed his favor on him? And folks, God can, can use you and me too. So tonight I challenge each of us, let's dare to be Daniel. Let's dare to be that person that God can count on, that we don't have to compromise, that God can then show his favor through us and reveal his glory through us. Let's pray. Father God, we love you. And God, I praise you. You're so good to us. And God, I just pray that tonight that your Holy Spirit would just come and you administer to our lives. And God, I just pray that within our hearts, that God, that we would agree, we would agree with you, Lord, that God, that we, we want to be people like Daniel. That God, that, it, it, it may se- that, that it's probably going to separate us out. But God, it's people that you can count on. And people that, people that God, that others can see what it is to walk with you. And God, I want to thank you, Lord, for your goodness. I want to thank you, God, for your mercy. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.